Well, hey everyone, welcome to Slate Church Online. It's Good Friday, and we're excited to be able to join together over technology and be able to worship God together. What an awesome day it is. And we're gonna start like we always start at Slate Church. We are gonna worship together. So wherever you are, why don't you stand up? You can move around, spread out if you need to, and let's really lean in to the presence of God through our worship. Take the bread of life Broken for all my sin Your body crucified To make me whole again I will recall the cup Poured out in sacrifice To chain the sinners in For your new covenant So 
is God from whom all blessings
Is all I want. 
What a powerful time of worship that was. It's awesome that we get to do that together. And now we're actually going to continue in worship as we come around a time of prayer and praise. And we, we do this every single week as a church. And we really believe that as we bring our prayer requests to God, that he doesn't just see them, but he's actually got the ability to meet our needs. And so we bring these in faith, believing that God's going to move in people's lives. So some of these requests that have come in this week, these are from people in our church. Could be you, could be the people around you and your family right now. I don't know who it is, but we know that God can and wants to move. So I'm going to share a few of these prayer requests and we're going to pray over them in faith today. So check this out. Someone is um, uh, praying that their that someone's brother and their family um, would recover after their brother has been arrested. Uh, we're also praying uh, for somebody's home country of Ecuador right now, where people are being left in the streets due to COVID. Praying for somebody else, else who's experiencing extreme tooth pain, but can't afford a, a visit to the dentist. Praying that medications and vaccines would uh, be created for coronavirus. We're praying that somebody else would have more energy and motivation and joy and strength in this season. We're praying that someone's family uh, would actually just uh, be healed in this time from sickness. We're praying for someone else who's in isolation and they're trying to figure out how they can maintain a, a sense of joy in this time. Listen, this is just a small portion of the many, many prayer requests that have come in over this past week. And let's pray for them all right now. So wherever you are, why don't you bow your head? Why don't you stretch out a hand towards the screen in faith that God is going to move? Father, you see every need that's represented here today. And on this Good Friday, we declare that you are good. We declare that you are greater than whatever sickness people are facing, that you are greater than whatever needs exist in people's lives. And we just pray in faith right now that you would meet the need. We pray for provision. We pray for direction. We pray for comfort. We pray for peace to overwhelm people's lives and situations right now. And we thank you for what you are going to do. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, hey, we also wanna take a minute right now and we just want to celebrate together over what God has been doing in people's lives. You know, over the past few weeks, we have been seeing God do some incredible things and we've been getting so many amazing praise reports coming in week after week. And I think it's so awesome that we get to praise God for who he is and for what he's doing on Good Friday and in a time like this in our world. It's awesome that we get to take a minute, pause, and we get to thank God for what he's doing. So check this out. Someone is thankful for the sun when it shines. I'm thankful for the sun when it shines as well. Someone else is thankful that they were able to attend prayer morning at Slate Church for the first time in months. That is awesome. Someone else is thankful for Slate Church's daily podcast. Thank you, I'm thankful for it as well. Someone else is thankful that their husband has taken a leave from work and has been going above and beyond to care for their newborn son while they recover from a C-section. Someone else is thankful that they're feeling connected with friends and family through Zoom and FaceTime and WhatsApp. Someone else is thankful for the way that people and organizations and stores are adapting to serve those in need. Uh, someone else is thankful for the wonderful reward of having their first child this past week. Come on, praise God. It's awesome to see that he's still moving, he's still working, and he is still good even in a season like this. It is an amazing, amazing thing. Listen, we just want to take a minute and say welcome to Slate Church. We're so glad that you've joined us, that you've um, 
tuned in today for our Good Friday services, really believing that God's gonna move powerfully across uh, our services today, and he's gonna move powerfully in your life today. We're excited for that. If you don't know who I am, my name is Luke Betger, and I'm one of the lead pastors here at Slate Church. I get to pastor together with my amazing wife, Victoria, and we pastor alongside the absolutely incredible Brandon and Emma Richardson. We love that we get to do this. It is such a privilege. And hey, in this moment right now, normally when we gather in person, we say, why don't you turn around, give someone a high five, say hi to somebody around you. And we want to make sure that continues even in a time of physical distancing. So right now, why don't you go ahead, get your phone out, send somebody a message, send them an emoji or something like that. Send them a wave, just say hi, let them know that they're loved, let them know that you're thinking about them right now. So I'm going to give you just a moment to do that. Go ahead right now. Go ahead and do that. Well, awesome. You know, we also wanna keep on going in our worship today, really, as we gather around our time of giving. And, you know, we're really excited that even in a season like this, we get to be generous as a church and we get to be faithful with our tithe as a church. And so to encourage us in our giving today, uh, why don't you welcome with me, Pastor Emma. Hey church, happy good Friday. Listen, I want to encourage you around our giving today. I want to read from you out of Luke chapter 19. You know, this was when Jesus was going into Jerusalem and he was heading in to the holy city. And he says to his disciples, go to the village ahead of you. And as you enter, you will find a colt tied there, which no one else has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say the Lord needs it. Listen, they went ahead, they untied this colt. And exactly as uh, Jesus said, the owner is like, what are you doing with this colt? And the, the disciples say back to him, the Lord is in need of it. They take it back to Jesus. He gets on it. It's this triumphant entry into Jerusalem where people are recognizing and worshiping him as king. Now, listen, I was reading this this week and I was thinking about it in terms of our finances. You know, so often we're going, God, I don't know what you're going to do with this. God, I don't know uh, if you should have this. I don't know if I can give this generously to you. I don't know if I can be obedient in this way. And I love how in this passage, God needed a colt. God needed a donkey to be able to ride into Jerusalem. And I love that the owner of this donkey just says, okay. He asks what's going on with this. He's unsure at first, but when he hears the response from God, he is obedient. Once he hears the response from the disciples, he is obedient. And I think that we hear the message in scripture, the Lord needs it. The Lord wants our obedience. The Lord wants us to trust him. The Lord wants us to give back to him. And what is our response today? Are we willing to push forward the kingdom of God by obediently giving back to him out of what he has given to us? Or are we going to stand in the way and argue with, the, with God, argue with what's going on, argue with ourselves of what we should do in those times? You know, it's incredible when we just hand over what God is asking us to give, but when we just give it freely and give it generously and with a joyful heart, it is incredible what God can do with it. This is just an ordinary donkey on a seemingly ordinary day that was tied up in an ordinary place. And it ushered in Jesus into Jerusalem where he would ultimately die and rise again and save this world. It was a triumphant entry. What could your finances do to push forward the kingdom of God? What does God want to do through you on this, on this day, today? 
Listen, I wanna encourage you in that church as we give today. You can do so in many different ways. They're gonna be coming up on the screen for you. You can go to our website, slatechurch.com and give there, text to tithe, different options for you there. But I want you to ask yourself today, am I wanting to be part of pushing that kingdom of God forward? Why don't we pray around our giving today, church? Lord, we're so thankful that you use ordinary people on ordinary days to do extraordinary things and to be part of your plan. God, today with this giving, with this financial giving, Lord, we are faithfully sowing in to your kingdom of what you have given to us, Lord, and we do so with excitement and expectation of what is going to happen through it, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, hey, I just want to take a minute and I want to encourage anybody who maybe uh, hasn't connected with us as a church yet across social media. I really want to encourage you to do so. We got a lot of awesome stuff happening across our church and across the life of our church. You know, our church is really alive even at this time. And we got a lot of awesome things going on that we want to make sure that you are aware of. We don't. We want to make sure that nobody feels isolated or left out or on their own in this season. So make sure you go on on Instagram, Facebook, all across social media and follow us there to stay up to date with everything that we have going on as a church, especially in a season like this. And I also just want to say, if you haven't joined a connect group yet at our church, we would love to have you do so. You can go on our website, slaychurch.com and fill out a connect card there. There's also links to connect cards in the description uh, of this video. And we would love for you to fill out a connect card and get, uh, get joined up in a connect group. A connect group, if you don't know, it's just a small group of people and they are your people. Uh, you meet once every two weeks. Right now we're doing it digitally. And you have people that are just gonna pray for you, love you, um, talk with you, and they are your people. And so we really want to encourage you, get yourself involved in a connect group if you are not. It really is the best decision. Um, it's a great way to get to know some more people right here at Slate Church. So make sure that you're doing that as well. And lastly, I just want to tell you that Sunday is coming. Amen. It is Friday. It's it's Good Friday, but we know Sunday is coming. And we're looking forward to Easter Sunday as a church so much. We are going to celebrate like never before as a church. And so we have online services happening at 10, 12, 2, 4, and 6. It's happening like every two hours all day. And we're really excited for what God's going to do on Easter Sunday. So make sure you tune in. In order to tune in, you can go to our website, slatechurch.com, and you can watch it there. And we're really excited for Easter Sunday as a church. We really believe um, that God is going to do great things this Easter Sunday. So we'd love to have you. But right now, I am really excited, really privileged, honestly, to be able to introduce our speaker and the message that's coming to you right now. I really believe that this is a message today that's gonna impact your eternity. I believe that this is a message today that you don't have to uh, finish this uh, being the same person as when you started tuning into this online service. I believe that God wants to talk to you. I believe that he's gonna reveal purpose to you and meaning to you even through this message today. So let's lean in with faith and get ready for what God wants to say. So why don't you welcome with me Pastor Brandon as he brings this Good Friday message. 
Well, hey church, it's so good to see you. And uh, it's so good to be celebrating Good Friday together. You know, one of the things that I look forward to the most around Good Friday is being able to gather together with our entire church. And while it doesn't look the same this year, I actually am really excited that in this moment, there are hundreds of people all over uh, Ontario and Canada, even the world, really, if you want to count everybody who's watching right now, who are actually taking part in remembering the death and resurrection of Jesus over the course of this weekend. Good Friday is a really significant day in our church calendar as we remember the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made for our sins. And so, you know, it's so good to see you. And while this looks different, let's not forget that Jesus is still in control, that right now we can celebrate uh, his death and resurrection, just the same as we have every year, um, and uh, be able to bring uh, the, the depth of that meaning uh, into our souls, into our hearts, into our minds today. It's so good to see you, and, and uh, I really believe that I have a word that's going to encourage you today. Church, we miss you. Uh, just this uh, just this past week, I was watching a video that somebody in our church had posted on their personal Instagram. They were just saying that they were missing church, and uh, they said, "Here's some videos of you know some stuff I've captured uh, for nostalgic sake." And I started watching through these videos on Instagram, and honestly, I started getting teary eyed because of all of the incredible, um, incredible times we've had as a church worshiping God together, doing community together, and ultimately just uh, basking in the presence of God. Aren't you thankful that God's presence isn't limited to the buildings that we find ourselves in? You know, I'm so thankful that in this season we are a mobile church because it's just a reminder that no matter where we are, God is there with us. And, uh, you know, in that moment where I was just feeling a little saddened by the fact we couldn't get together, I was reminded of God's goodness surrounding this season, uh, this season that we find ourselves in, this Easter season. Today, I want to speak a message called Out of Control, Found in His Peace. Out of Control, Found in His Peace. I don't know about you, but the world seems to be a little out of control right now. There seems to be a few people that are in control and, and you know, they're trying to figure out what's happening and, and they're making decisions for us. And we're thankful for those people. Let's make sure that we don't forget to pray for our leaders and the people that are making decisions on, the, on behalf of uh, large portions of the world right now. But for most of us, I think we feel a little out of control. You know, I'm a, I'm a person that desperately uh, needs routine in my life. And uh, it's been a hard season for that uh, for me. You know, I've been going to bed later. I've been eating way too much ice cream. Um, you know, I've been doing all these different things and I've been feeling a little bit more out of control. You know, I'm a person that likes to have order in my life and bring chaos and order and, and really a lot of um, uh, productivity experts out there right now are reminding us, hey, make sure that we bring chaos to order. It, it's very, um, very um, rese resembles a lot of Genesis and bringing chaos into order. And, and these things are all good. But I think that one thing that this season is actually teaching us as Christians, if we allow it to, is that while we might be out of control, God certainly is still in control. And while we might feel out of control, we can actually be found in his peace. I love that the Easter season actually falls during this time that we find ourselves in our COVID season. Easter season meets COVID in a beautiful way. And, uh, and I actually think that has a lot to teach us as children and people of God. 
Listen, if you don't uh, call yourself a Christian and you're tuning in today, I just want to encourage you to be open to what God might have to speak to you today uh, as it comes to the story of Jesus' death on the cross. Today, I just want to overlook a few of the elements of Jesus uh, going to the cross and ultimately his death um, and, uh, and what it means for us as we look at a world that is out of control. Listen, we might be out of control today, but the disciples certainly knew this firsthand. You got to understand that during this time, the disciples had been following Jesus for three years. They were, uh, they would sleep in the same place as Jesus. They would wake up in the same place as Jesus. They would eat the same food as Jesus. They would go on the same boat as Jesus. They would see, uh, they'd be in the same conversations as Jesus. They would see Jesus doing miracles. They were there when Jesus went into the temple and when he went out of the temple, when people came to him that Jesus uh, had, uh, was favorable towards and when Jesus was unfavorable towards them. They were there three years, day in, day out with Jesus all the time. If anybody knew about being with the same people all the time, it was the disciples. So just an encouragement to all the parents out there, you can get through this, right? Um, there were different feuds that they would have, but ultimately they found their peace in Jesus. All of a sudden, Jesus is getting to the end of his life. And it comes up to this point where he's actually preparing his di disciples that day for the fact that he was going to be uh, starting his road to the cross. He says, hey, listen, I want you to go into Jerusalem, uh, find this place. We're going to go to the upper room. And uh, and from there, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do a, uh, what we're going to do. Disciples go into that place, find it all as Jesus had said. They go into the upper room. And this is where Jesus uh, actually has the first communion. In fact, in Luke chapter 22, it says, after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So what you need to understand here is that the disciples are coming from a place where for three years they had confidence that Jesus was in control. But for the next few, uh, uh, next few days, really, they would be in this place of really wrestling with the fact that they're out of control. And it seems like the savior that they are following was also out of control. In fact, it seems like everything that they had known had been spun out of control and they weren't going to know how to deal with it. They weren't going to know how to deal with the, the pressures and, and the new questions that were going to come up. And what do we do without Jesus by our side? And in fact, they were about to have Jesus, quote unquote, stolen from them right before their very eyes. Jesus is starting to prepare, uh, prepare uh, his followers, his closest followers called his disciples. He was beginning to prepare them for all that was to come. The beginning of this preparation really on his road to the cross begins with this moment where he takes bread and he takes wine and he says, hey, you're going to partake of this. And, and, and then he follows it up with these words, do this in remembrance of me. Church today, I want to encourage you. If you feel like you are out of control, we need to remember what Jesus has done in our lives. I spoke a message a few weeks ago through this very same medium, through the TV screen that you're probably, or the computer screen that you're looking through right now, that talked all about remembrance. And it's actually a really important thing to remember 
to remember what Jesus did. You know, here, just before Jesus goes on and he starts his journey towards the cross, he is urging his disciples to do this in remembrance of me. You know, I was thinking about the times in my life where I've had to remember things. You know, I have to remember a whole lot more dates today than I used to. You know, I have to, I used to be able to get away with it, remembering a whole lot of dates on the calendar. But now, you know, I've got to remember uh, the day that we got married and the day that we started dating and the day we got engaged. And then all of a sudden kids are thrown into that and you got to remember three different birthdays and my birthdays amongst a lot of their birthdays and it becomes so confusing. And while that's like a little test of remembrance, I remember a bigger test of remembrance for me was anytime I was in school, whether it was from, you know, uh, grade one all the way to my end of university when I had to remember things for, for a test, you know, it was all about your memory. Can you remember these set few things in order to complete your test? And I remember feeling so odd about this because for me, it wasn't about comprehension. It was just about memorization in order to get by something, to get through something, uh, to be able to pass some sort of test. You know, I believe Jesus here is encouraging us to remember in a completely different way. He's not caught telling you, hey, remember this so you can get through. He's saying, no, 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 no. You need to remember this so that you can actually be filled up with what you need to live through this life. You see, some of us, I think we're satisfied with remembering what Jesus did for us in order to get by. But Jesus isn't telling us, hey, memorize to get by. He's saying, remember to be rejuvenated. This isn't about a getting by process. This isn't about, hey, we're in COVID season. If I just remember God enough through this season, it'll help me to get through this season. No, God is teaching us something in this season where we feel so out of control that in the midst of feeling so out of control, we get to remember that God is in control and that can actually rejuvenate our spirits. Listen, that's a process I wanna go through, whether we're in a season of COVID or we're in a season out of COVID. You know, I wanna remember this, whether I'm isolated or gathering together once this whole thing is done. I want to remember this, whether I am, I am without a job or whether I'm working after this whole thing's over amongst people that desperately need to know this truth. You see, Jesus isn't just wanting us to remember in order to get by. He wants us to remember to be rejuvenated in this life that we live in. You see, what um, what the previous season of our lives has, has actually revealed to us by coming into this new season is that even when we thought we were in control, we weren't that in control. You know, I was worried about a whole bunch of different things when it came to the world that we lived in. You know, I was worried at times, you know, getting hit by a car. I was worried about our house catching on fire. I was worried about uh, perhaps... Uh, you know, um, not being able to lead the church the way that I thought I needed to lead the church. Honestly, my life at different times, you just worry about silly little things or at times very real things. You know, a kid gets sick or whatever else. Not in my wildest dreams would I ever have been able to think that we would go through what we're going through right now as a society. I thought it was way more in control than what I actually am. Jesus knows his disciples are about to go through this entire thing where they're about to feel really out of control. And his encouragement to them is do this in remembrance of me. Remember my body. Remember my blood. Remember what I did while I was here on earth, because you're going to need to remember that in order to rejuvenate yourselves when you feel out of control. If when you're out of control, you want to be found in my peace, you need to remember me. And today, church, as we celebrate Good Friday, I don't want to encourage us with the same words of Jesus. And in a moment, 
we're going to take communion together. I want to remind us to remember the death and resurrection, resurrection of Jesus as a way to not get through this season, but to be rejuvenated in our spirits for whatever season we find ourselves in life, whether in this season or the next, we need to remember Jesus. After Jesus breaks the bread and, uh, and, uh, and they drink of the, uh, of the vine, and he says, do this in remembrance of me, he actually um, takes his disciples to the Mount of Olives, to a, a garden called Gethsemane. And he invites them there, and I'll read the whole story. It says that Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two of the sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And he says, stay here and keep watch with me. Stay here and keep watch with me. In a season where we were being told to stay home, I think it's time to keep watch with Jesus. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. How many times have I prayed this prayer in many different ways during the season we already find ourselves in? God, if it's possible, take this cup from us. Take this season away from us. But I know I'm not in control, not my will, but your will be done. Then he returned to his disciples and found them, of all things, sleeping. You know, are you sleeping on your, on your purpose today? Are you sleeping on the thing that God wants you to be doing while you stay here today? Are you sleeping on what God's called you to do today? Because even as Jesus prepares his disciples for a season of feeling out of control, he's calling them to something of great purpose. It says, then he, um, when he found him sleeping, he says, could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. So watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing but the body is weak. For those of us that have read this passage before, we will know that it is right after this that Jesus is arrested and it's at that moment that people want to take action. Listen, I think the call is the same to us here today as followers of Jesus. In the midst of feeling out of control and we're told to stay here, it's time to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Why? As Jesus said, because the spirit is willing but the body is weak and it's easy in moments like this to fall into temptation. It's easy to fall into temptation to look at the person next to you, the person that you're living with right now. Maybe it's a roommate. Maybe it's a spouse. It's easy to fall into the temptation of starting to look at all the negative attributes about the people that you're living with. You're in such tight quarters with during the season. It's easy to fall in the temptation to wonder whether God really is in control. It's easy to fall into the, the, the temptation of wondering, hey, maybe the economy will collapse and, and maybe we won't be able to recover. It's easy in this time to fall in the temptation to forget to actually watch and pray during the season. You know, we are out of control, but we can be found in God's peace if we're being willing to watch and pray. I love that it says both of these things. On one hand, Jesus is saying to pray. On the other hand, he's saying to watch. I think for some of us right now, we're watching really, really good. And we're forgetting that we've got to pair our watching 
with our praying. If all you're doing is watching the news and watching social media and watching those around you and watching those uh, you can compare yourself with and watching what others are doing and watching what uh, you know Netflix is putting out there for you to watch, if all you're doing is watching and taking in what culture is putting out in this season and you're not praying, that's when anxiety comes in. Hey, we might be out of control, but it doesn't need to mean that we need to be found in anxiety. We need to realize that while we're out of control, we can be found in God's peace. But we got to pair our watching with our praying and realize that, hey, Jesus has called us to pray because he's still in control. We can still call on the one who is in control to be uh, with us during this time that we find ourselves in. I'm so thankful for a church that has been so faithful during the season. Can I just speak to you guys as a church? I know I've been speaking to you, but can I just thank you as one of your lead pastors? As lead pastors, we're always talking about how generous and faithful and and, uh, loving our church is. But the amount of acts of kindness that we've seen come out of our church in this season is is so unfathomable. You know, the amount of things that we see you guys doing and loving one another during the season and, and loving your neighbors is unbelievable. The amount of people that are gathering week after week in community through connect groups, thank God for Zoom, during the season is incredible. You know what? The financial generosity from our church in this season is incredible. Guys, we are doing the things that I think we need to do, but can we just make sure that during this season, when we're thinking of all the different things that we can do ourselves, that we're actually being faithful and not just watching, but also praying for all the things that are to come. Hey, things might get more crazy. We might find ourselves even more to control, but that doesn't mean that God, uh, that doesn't mean that God is out of control. It means that we need to bring our requests before him. Finally, Jesus rode to the cross. We're just touching on the main points of his story. He's meeting with his disciples in the upper room. They take communion, the sacraments for the first time. He takes them out to a place to pray. He wants them to remember. He wants them to watch. He wants them to pray. And finally, his disciples find themselves in this place that we've been talking about where they feel completely out of control. Good Friday reminds us that when we lose sight of Jesus and why he came, it actually causes us to scatter. The reason I'm so thankful that our church has continued to be faithful and generous and sacrificial and loving during the season is because those are signs of still gathering. And it's actually a sign that God is still at the forefront of our church. Church, let's continue doing all of the things that God has called us to do. Finally, Jesus goes through the whole um, the whole process of going before Pilate and going under trial and really not being found guilty but he still goes to this third really significant part of Jesus road to the cross, which is him actually going to the cross. And he goes there and, you know, he pays a price that he didn't and shouldn't have had to pay. You know, when Jesus created us and we found ourselves in the garden of Eden, it was really his hope that we would find relationship with him forever. You know, when we sinned against God in the Garden of Eden, and I say we, because whether it was Adam or me, I I would have done the same thing. Our, Our hearts always had the opportunity to choose other than God. That's what made love possible in the Garden. You know, sometimes we focus on the punishment of God in the Garden, but I also see the heart of a father in the Garden. 
a heart of a father that is really lamenting that he can't have the same relationship with his children moving forward unless he puts a plan of redemption in place, which eventually culminates in his son coming and dying on the cross, dying a perfect man, paying a price for sins that we couldn't pay for ourselves. Jesus is on the cross and he's still being mocked by the people that put him there. And just before he dies, he reaches out and, and uh, takes a, a sponge that had some, some vinegar on it, some really um, not very tasteful fluid, and he takes it. And after he receives the drink, he says, it is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the devil thought that he had won. At that moment, the powers that existed in the world thought they had won. In that moment, everybody who came against the name of Jesus thought they had won. But it is finished was not a proclamation of defeat. It was a proclamation of victory. It is finished. Out of control and found in his peace. What brought the disciples back together from being scattered all over the place was this one phrase, it is finished. Jesus had done everything he had needed to do while he was here on earth. Listen, church, we got to understand that in the midst of wondering what is going on in the world, those, those words still ring true for us today. It is finished. It is finished. Listen, we have no reason to worry about what the world might be worrying about today. We don't need to look here or there or be filled with thoughts of what if, because at the end of the day, we know that this world is one piece of our eternity that is going to continue in the presence of God, where he makes things right uh, once and for all. But on that cross, he died a death that paid a price for the sins of all of the world. And he said, it is finished. Listen, amidst the chaos, amidst the lack of control amidst the scattering that we experience in our world today we get to proclaim with Jesus on the victory side of life that it is finished and we find ourselves in the presence of God listen the spirit might be willing and the body might be weak and it might be tempting to look at everything from a certain lens but church let's stand up today let's rise up today and realize that it is finished God has more in store for us as his children and as his church Listen, the only thing that I can encourage us to do moving out of this time together today is pick up a phone, encourage somebody, reach out, um, uh, 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 speak the words of Jesus over the people that might not know him yet. You know, I'm hearing so many different stories over this past week of our church having opportunity not only to serve one another within our church, but also to be able to love people that don't find themselves calling on the name of Jesus yet. You know, COVID is starting to hit home uh, more than ever. And cases in Waterloo region where we find ourselves as a church locally have actually started to go up as well. Um, the amount of people that know somebody that now has COVID has actually gone up. And, you know, we're having opportunities to actually speak words of faith into people that are going through very stressful situations and actually find their family members uh, going through a struggle with COVID themselves. Church, now is the time to shine light in the darkness. Now is the time when the world thinks that it is over or something is over or something's gonna get worse to proclaim these words, it is finished. I wanna pray for us today, before we even go out of this space, that God would use us and that he would use, um, use what he's always used with his, what is his death and resurrection to draw men and women 
unto himself. Listen, I hope you're encouraged. I just want to offer an encouragement for those of you that are tuning in today. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. And maybe you didn't know that our God, Jesus, God with flesh on, is the only religion in the entire world that said, hey, you don't need to pay a price for me to be accepted by me. The price is too high. I'll pay that price for you. All you have to do is to put your trust in me. If you're on the other side of the screen right now today and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I just want to encourage you to bow your head and get yourself shut in in a, in a, in a state of even meditation, just where, where you clear out all the things of the world, maybe all the thoughts, all the worries, and just focus on this one thing. I just want to ask you one question as you sit there. My question to you today is, do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know him as the one that, had, that paid a price for your sins so that you could spend eternity with him? During this time that we find ourselves in, the, uh, in this place as a world, we have a great hope that God will actually bring us out of it, not just in this life, which will certainly happen, but also bring us into an eternal life with him. If that's you there uh, here today, I want to say a prayer for you, but just all I would ask you to do in your heart is to say, hey, you know what? I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. And if you're doing that in your heart right now, maybe you even want to just go onto our new online platform and just raise a hand and say, hey, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. You'll see it on the screen in front of you. And somebody will be able to follow up with you from our team right away. If that's you today, why don't you just bow your head today? I want to pray for you. Jesus, I thank you for every decision that has been made uh, to follow you right here in this moment. God, in the midst of being scattered all over the world, we know that your death on the cross still has divine impl implications for us today. God, I pray for them that your Holy Spirit would be with them and that they would know that they find themselves a part of the family of God from this day forward. Pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody said right where they're at. Amen. Hey, in just a moment, um, somebody's going to come and give you more direction on what this looks like for you, the next steps that you could take for making this decision. I also just want to pray for anybody on this call that needs to, uh, needed that encouragement of remembering um, Jesus during this time to watch and pray and proclaim it is finished over your life. If that's you here today, I just want to quickly pray for you. Why don't we all bow our heads again? Jesus, thank you for everything that you have done for us. Thank you, God, for this encouragement, not just encouragement, but this commandment to remember you. God, we pray that we would watch. We pray that we would pray. God, I pray that we would uh, we would proclaim over our lives that it is finished. God, in this time today as a church, it's not a time to get selfish and only focus on ourselves, but it's a time to proclaim your good news of your death and your resurrection to the world that we find ourselves in. Give us the strength to do that in creative ways during this season, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, church, we're not done yet. We want to celebrate communion. If you're on the other side of the screen and maybe all, all you have is bread and some water, listen, I encourage you to continue to just take that. Grab something, uh, bread and, and, uh, and, and, and some sort of uh, you know, grape juice or wine or, or water or something that you can partake in this as well. You know, it says on the night that Jesus was betrayed, uh, he took bread and he broke it, giving thanks, he said, this is my body, um, which was broken for you. You know, the symbol of breaking bread is a reminder that, hey, Jesus actually went to that cross. Jesus paid a price that we couldn't pay for ourselves. Jesus did something that stood out in time and history amongst all other things. 
So today my encouragement to you is to take the bread in front of you, to break it with the people around you or with me right now if you find yourself watching this by yourself, to break the bread and to take it in remembrance of Jesus' body being broken for us. Let's do this today. It says, in the same way, Jesus took the cup and he says, this is a representation of my blood which was poured out for you. Jesus not only had his body broken, but actually gave his life up for those of us sitting all around the world right now, all around Canada, all around Ontario and Waterloo. You know, he gave his blood for us. He did this so we could have hope in moments like this. What a divine moment we get to share as a church right now. Maybe you're a part of our 10 a.m. service. Maybe you're part of our 12 p.m. service. And you're sitting there right now and maybe you do feel alone. Even those, those people around you know that this is something that unifies us in what Jesus did for us. He said, after he took the cup and explained what it was for them, he said, take this in remembrance of me. Church, can we take this together? Let's pray one more time. Jesus, for some of us, this is probably the first time that we've ever taken the sacraments or communion together over a virtual platform. But God, the significance is still there. This is a holy moment where we just take a moment to pause and remember. We look at our world and we pray that the same words that you proclaimed over our world a little over 2,000 years ago, that it is finished, would be applied in our world today. Jesus, come, do a miracle in our midst. Do what you've always done. Bring our world through this. May people begin to put their trust in you. People that feel out of control, may they be found at peace in your presence. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey church, I'm about to turn it over um, uh, uh, to, to Pastor Emma or Luke. I actually forget in this moment who's coming up next. But uh, I want to encourage you. One thing that we decided to do actually as pastors is actually to do communion with our entire church every single Friday. We'll do that over Facebook Live and Instagram Live. And so this is actually pretty symbolic and Jesus tells us to do it quite frequently. We feel it oppressed upon our hearts as lead pastors to actually do this more frequently with you as the church. So if you didn't have time to go out and get some grape juice for today, Good Friday, or um, maybe you didn't have the type of bread that you wanted to use or a cracker or whatever, uh, we want to encourage you to stock up on some of that stuff. You know, not just toilet paper, but on some of the sacraments during the season as we actually celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus every single Friday until this season is over. Guys, I love you. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Listen, if you were one of the people who made a decision right there that you wanted to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
that's the best decision that you could ever make. And as a church, we are so excited for you, but we understand that although that's the end of one season of your life, it's actually just the beginning of this great journey of faith. And we wanna do whatever we can do as a church to resource you, answer questions, come alongside you, and help you on this journey. So if you made that decision, why don't you go ahead and click the link down below to fill out an online Connect card. We'd love to have you fill that out. We'd love to get to know you, get connected with you, and help answer any questions that you might have. So go ahead and do that, and we would love to just follow up with you. Again, that's the best decision that you could ever make, and we are excited for you as a church. Well, hey, listen, thank you so much for joining us today for Good Friday. We love Easter as a church, and we love that this Easter we have themed it the victory side, and we're going to continue that theme from today right into Easter Sunday as we're going to celebrate all that God has done through the resurrection. And so join us Easter Sunday. It is coming. We will see you then. Until then, have a blessed day. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great Saturday. Let's make sure that we take some time this weekend and just focus on Jesus. Let's put our eyes on him and thank him for who he is and for his goodness. Listen, we love you so much. We're praying for you. Be blessed and we'll see you on Sunday.